Well, here we are again. All alive, breathing, giving praise to God, for He has been so good to us. I'm glad to be with you this day, and I want to thank you for joining me in listening to these devotions. And I want to give you a special word of thanks for sharing these devotions with people that you care about, your friends and your loved ones. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am sure that many of them look forward to you sharing the devotion with them. And many whom we may not have shared with, no doubt would be glad for you to share, for us to share these devotions with someone. We are partners in spreading the word of God and God has made it very easy for us to do. And that is just to click and to share. The songwriter, Havogel, the song entitled, Who is on the Lord's Side? Taken from Exodus chapter 32, verse 26. Then Moses said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. In the second stanza of that song, he said, Not for weight of glory, not for crown and palm. Enter we the army, raise the warriors' song. But for love that claimeth, lives for whom he died, he whom Jesus nameth must be on his side. By thy love constraining, by thy grace divine, we are on the Lord's side. Savior, we are thine. What a powerful testimony from a man of God reminding us that we are on the Lord's side. We are in Nehemiah chapter 6. In chapter 6, the work has begun again. I closed last morning by saying this to you. Nehemiah and the people are busy doing the work of building the wall. They are almost completed. You would believe that the enemy has given up seeing how God has given Nehemiah wisdom to handle all the challenges he faced. But no, when the enemies of the work heard about the progress, Sambalat and Goshen thought of another way of how to stop the work, but nothing they would come up with could achieve their desired goal. Now notice with me three subtle ways or plans that they use. Three ways they had it all planned out. We are going to do this to get them to stop. If we read verse 1 to verse number 4, we will see the first one. Now it came to pass when Sambalat and Tobiah and Gushing, the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not yet set up the doors upon the gates, that Sambalat and Goshim sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. That's the name of the village, Ono. But they thought to do me mischief, 
And I sent messengers unto them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. We're going to stop there with the reading for this morning and explain a little bit of that. Now, I, I said to you that there were three subtle ways that I pick up from the text that they use trying to stop the work. Number one, a call for compromise in verse one to verse number four. Now, up to this point, up to the end of chapter five, Sambalat and his partners oppose everything the Jews did. Now the enemy used a different strategy. And the strategy that the enemy is trying to use here now to deter Nehemiah is to let him think that they are joining him. The enemy's strategy was, if we can't beat him, let's join them. So what they did, the first thing they did, they sent messengers to Nehemiah to meet with him so that they can talk. Imagine, these are enemies of Nehemiah, enemies of the people of God, but they are sending messengers with messages to the, the leader of the war to say, come, let's meet, let's talk. They named a place where they would meet. Hmm. Where was that place? Verse 2. And Sambalat and Gushem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. The name of this place was Ono. And I, I like Ono because when they sent their message, say, let's meet in Ono. In all honesty, Nehemiah took their title and sent back a message and said, Oh no, I'm not going to meet with you. When I look at Ono, Ono was a village situated about 25 miles northeast of Jerusalem and about six miles southeast of Joppa. So Nehemiah would have to travel some over 25 miles to get to where they want him to meet. But there was something else about Ono that I have noticed. Ono was near the border of Samaria and Sambalat lived in Samaria. That was his hometown. He was from there. So they sent messages to Nehemiah to meet with them and to talk. That's plain. I noticed something else. Now, when they sent these messages to Nehemiah, Nehemiah suspected foul play. He suspected something was wrong. Why would they want him a day's journey, 25 miles away from Jerusalem? Why would they want him to go so far from the work that he was doing? Now, if he would go, the work will be unsupervised. If he goes, he could be outnumbered by them. Hmm. Nehemiah suspected, as the Bible said, that they taught to do him mischief. Nehemiah refused to accept the offer. In verse 3 of chapter 6, the Bible said, And I sent messengers unto them, saying, 
I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Nehemiah knew his purpose, why he was in Jerusalem at the time. He put the work that God had called him to do before everything else. Watch this. He suspected the enemy's strategy, which was if you can't beat them, join them, get on the inside, and then take over. What Sambalat and Tobiah and Goshen fail to realize is that Nehemiah was not just doing what he wanted to do. Nehemiah would always consult the Lord and what he can do. So they wanted to get on the inside. Let's say that we are going to join him and uh, we will take over. Now, once the enemy gets on the inside of the work of any ministry, he will weaken it and ultimately it will fail. That is something that we must be careful with. Time is up. Next morning, I'll be like this. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify your name. Again, we thank you for your word, your people, and for what your word is doing in our lives. Would you please provide for each one? Would you protect them from harm and danger? And God, as they consult with you, we pray that you would hear an answer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you, brethren. Do have a great day. Love you. Please don't forget, share with a friend.